A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Zone. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, if we can get past today, the rest of the week looks absolutely beautiful. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm baby Pam Youngke. Glad to welcome you to the month of March. I was uh, traveling around the state this weekend. Got a chance to uh, visit with Bob Boshold up by Eau Claire. And it is just amazing how fast the snow went away in a lot of the state. And with this weather forecast, it looks like we're going to see most of the snow gone probably by the end of the week. Now, today is the exception, not the rule. Partly sunny skies, 28 degrees. Sunshine on Tuesday, 44. Sunshine on Wednesday, 45. Sunshine on Thursday, 42 degrees. So like I said, if we can just make her through today, more above normal weather coming our way. Of course, we'll get all the weather details as we start the month of March. Coming up in just a moment with Stu Muck. The Pioneer Agronomy Hour is happening Tuesday, March 16th, and it's something you don't want to miss. Three local Pioneer field agronomists will be joining Pam Yonke for an update on all things that have to do with pest management in southern Wisconsin. To get a feel for what you're going to hear during the event, check out the Defend Your Yield from Pest in 2021 podcast series. Agronomist Scott Roundtree of South Central Wisconsin is going to help you manage disease, including tar spot. Tar spot's a pretty new disease for the state of Wisconsin. I first found it in Lafayette County down in the Darlington area in the 2016 growing season. So really it's a pathogen that we don't know a lot about just because it's it's so new. Um, only seen it for five years here in the state of Wisconsin. The Pioneer Agronomy Hour is happening Tuesday, March 16th at 10 a.m. And you can register to attend that event and get the Zoom link by going to MidwestFarmReport.com. Protect this year's yields with the help of Pioneer. Time to turn the calendar page, and hopefully the weather will be good. March will come in like a lamb, and we'll be having a good March. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. You know, we talk about weather. All weather is local. That's the most important, what's happening on my fields. And, uh, Pam, the National Weather Service uh, is interested in that. But uh, they're interested in a lot of things, obviously, having to do with the weather. Yeah, you bet, Bob. Fabulous farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And the Midwest Farm Report this year is partnering with the National Weather Service to help them get what they need. And that is localized reports on rainfall. If you're a farmer, you know what we're talking about. The home farm gets one amount of rain. The next farm five miles away doesn't get anything or gets a substantially different amount. That is what they call ground truth for the National Weather Service. Talked about it with Taylor Patterson. She's a meteorologist herself and helping us to promote you getting signed up to be a regular rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service. She says that those truth reporting stations, which namely is your rain gauge and you reporting in, are critically important, not when it just comes to comparing 140 to the next on rainfall, but when it comes to those meteorologists putting together their forecasts. So that's really important uh, for a number of reasons. Um, The big one is it actually helps us with our mapping and making the forecast more accurate for everyone else. Um, As a meteorologist, the radar can only do so much, and it doesn't give us a ground truth of how much somebody got 
in Jefferson or somebody got in Taylor County. So it's really important to know what you got and where you are. I think there's an assumption out there that uh, there's weather stations all over the state of Wisconsin. What is the weather graph, shall we say, as far as actual instruments in the field that you guys are monitoring? So um, across Wisconsin, the only stations that we collect data from that we or the uh, SSA actually own are very few and far between. Um, most counties don't even have one. <laughs> and then some areas, the next closest one is miles and miles away. I always assume that some of those weather stations were most uh, directly connected with airports. Is there any cross-communication with airports if they've got weather data? Yes. So actually, um, the Sullivan office, so the Milwaukee office, we partner with Mitchell Airport, and we have an observer there that gives us data. But then the next closest one is in Madison, mm. and all of the others are automated. So they're not always the most accurate because they can miss some data or they can go down and then someone has to go repair them. Right, right. Yeah, Taylor Patterson's along with us, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. March Madness is upon us, and the reason we're talking with Taylor is how very desperately they need individuals in especially rural areas to get involved in rainfall reporting. Now, it, it's not a complicated uh, feat that we're asking them to get involved with, is it, Taylor? No, not at all. The only thing you need is the Internet so you can submit your report, a phone app if you'd prefer it that way, and a rain gauge. It's pretty simple. And the other reason why we want to partner with the National Weather Service is, let's face it, if you're a farmer, you realize your home farm may get a certain amount of rain and another farm that's five miles away gets a different amount of rain. So making sure that we've got these multiple locations in rural areas uh, will only help us. Now tell me about the system that we're asking them to get involved with, Taylor. Uh, how sophisticated do I have to be? How quickly do I have to respond? All right. So the system that we're using is called Coco Raz. And um, the response time is kind of all on you. This is a volunteer program. We encourage people to put in a report once a day. It can be in the morning or in the afternoon, whenever it's convenient for you. And then um, the only other thing that, I mean, I guess you really need is just to be enthusiastic and just kind of aware of when it is raining at your house. So if you know it rains, make sure you go out and check the gauge. If not, you can enter zero or leave it blank and fill it in at the end of the month. Yeah, and uh, as far as technology is concerned, we there is a preferred rain gauge, I guess, the National Weather Service would like you to use, but uh, talk to me about the flexibility on that, too. Yeah, so we understand that asking people to go out and buy a rain gauge when they probably already have one is can be a steep ask, especially um, with a standard 4-inch rain gauge. So if you don't have one yet, that's okay. Any report is good, and we appreciate that. Um, and then if you want to work up to an official gauge, all the better. Right. We do have folks that are already engaged in this process. Taylor Patterson along with us from the National Weather Service. Uh, what are the numbers looking like as far as boots on the ground, rainfall reporters already in place? So right now we have 480 active observers across all of Wisconsin. 
but there are some major gaps kind of in the states, especially those rural areas. Um, a lot, we have most of our observers kind of in our major cities right now. Ah, and that's the rub. That's why we need folks that are out in the country, uh, folks that are rural landowners, and especially you farmers, to get involved in the process. Is there any, when you look at your map, Taylor, are there any areas that, like you said, are just screaming for somebody to step up and try to contribute? Yeah, actually there are. So right now, uh, we'll start with Southern first, Southern Wisconsin. Uh, Lafayette County and Greene County have no reporters right now. Um, As you start looking further north, Juneau, Clark, um, Wood, and Portage, they have none or one between the four of them. And then as you look into northern Wisconsin, you're looking at Marinette, Forest, Menominee, they also have none. And there's a whole bunch of others that only have one. Wow. And so that kind of that can really be a telling tale as far as not only the weather conditions that they're experiencing, but also that's our farmers' growing conditions too, right, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so we are asking you to get involved with our March Madness campaign, and that is step up and decide to be a boots-on-the-ground rainfall reporter. Taylor Patterson along with us from the National Weather Service. As she pointed out, if you've already got a rain gauge, you're good to go. If you'd like to buy an official 4-inch rain gauge through the National Weather Service, we've got that link available at MidwestFarmReport.com. And more importantly, uh, we want to remind people there there is a little bit of a competitiveness uh, between our media meteorologist across uh, the United States, but especially the upper Midwest in March Madness. Tell me a little bit about that uh, fun competition, Taylor. All right. So our fun competition this year will be with um, Minnesota. So Minnesota took first place last year with March Madness and Wisconsin was in third. And we have been behind Minnesota just barely for the last few years where we've been sitting in fourth place and they've been in second or third. And I think it's about time we show them that we can beat them. And it's all about how many people get enrolled as official rainfall reporters in the month of March, right? Yeah, yeah. So all of this is a competition through the month of March and to see how many people we can get to start reporting and then continue throughout the year. And we're going to try to make it worth your while. You'll definitely want to follow along and uh, stay engaged in the process all through the month of March. Taylor Patterson along with us, one of the meteorologists that's uh, trying to keep us on the right path when it comes to forecasting and the weather we live with. She's out of the Milwaukee Sullivan location. Again, it's March Madness, the Midwest Farm Report uh, and Farmers Association's media from across the state partnered up for this March Madness Crusade to get you involved as a boots-on-the-ground, out-in-the-rural-countryside rainfall reporter. For more details, go to our MidwestFarmReport.com website, and you will see our Coco Raws partnership there. If you want to go direct to their website, it's C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot O-R-G. Coco Raws, C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot O-R-G. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Registration for Johnson Tractor's planter clinic is going on now. This clinic is catered to your situation based on your Case IH or Kimsey planter. 
take classes on your own time and have access in the field once planning starts. Complete your class by March 31st and earn a reward on your next parts purchase. Look for the registration link at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Here we go again. Are you ready for a Wisconsin winter? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, online, McFarlands.net. And, of course, you can talk or text them at 608-643-3321. I'm talking about the things that will drive you batty this winter, like your windshield wipers. Why not change them now so they can really do battle with the snow and ice coming your way? McFarland's ready to help, 608 643 At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to keep harmful secondhand smoke out of our public spaces and workplaces. And fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. We're fighting for a day when kids no longer battle airborne poisons in their own homes or the fear of an asthma attack. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. Join us in the fight. Visit fightingforair.org and read about just a few of the many ways the American Lung Association is fighting to protect the air we breathe, both indoors and out. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I hope you had a chance to take a deep breath of fresh air somewhere along the line this weekend. It was beautiful, and it looks like we've got more of the same coming up at least a little later this week. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update, and Stu Muck's joining us. So uh, you and I both put a few road miles on over the weekend. Isn't it amazing how fast uh, that snow can suddenly disappear? Oh, it's been disappearing in a hurry, Pam, and I'd have to say later this week we're going to lose a whole lot more. Yeah, really trending above average for the front part of March, aren't we? Yeah, we sure are. Today, well, close to normal, a little, actually a little cooler than normal. Let's put that right in perspective for this Monday, this first day of the month starting out cool. But beyond that, on toward Tuesday, Wednesday, the rest of the week, well above normal. We should be owing about the mid-30s for a normal high right now. And I expect once we get by today that we're going to talk about 40s. So in some cases, almost 10 degrees above average as we head through this first week of March. A little weak system has dropped a cool front on through Wisconsin this morning. There still is some light snow just south of the Twin Cities, pushing into western, west-central Wisconsin. And, of course, I'd expect Eau Claire, La Crosse, Boston to all to have a little snow, some flurries this morning. It won't accumulate to much, but there'll be just a little new snow, at least as we start the day. But before the day is already through, we're going to start to dry it out. Sunshine will be returning, especially for tomorrow and Wednesday. And those temperatures really do moderate, warming up considerably up into the 40s with sunny and fairly dry store. I expect a weak front to drop into southern Wisconsin by late Wednesday. I don't think it'll have much of an effect around here, except that our winds become north for a time. That may hold the temperature down a couple of degrees for Thursday, but that's about the worst there's going to be. No big storminess coming our way. Uh, We're not going to be adding new snow cover like we've talked about. It's going to be melting off, no doubt about that. 
And with these mild temperatures, well, that makes for that kind of sloppy and, and not nice-looking yard and around the buildings and the like. We are going to be seeing more of that early spring kind of sloppy, muddy stuff that seems to generate so easily when you're going in and out or on concrete and off of concrete. You know how that works, and it's just not much more we're going to do about it, except make sure you have rubbers on or your boots and make sure you get them dried out before you head on for the rest part of the day. I'll be back with our forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You know, Stu, this uh, weather forecast, boy, this is going to suck out the last of any of the frost that remains out there. That means it's going to be tough to keep up with uh, waste management, manure management on the farm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We're going to start getting those soft spots regenerating or coming back to life, if you will, as we start thinking that, you know, maybe spring isn't all that far away. That's for certain. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast does indeed include a little light snow or some few flurries, especially in western and central Wisconsin for a time this morning. Morning clouds will begin to clear out then later in the day. But as it brightens up, it stays cooler. For many, upper 20s, I think Madison to Milwaukee may be warmer, more likely 30 or so, and the northwest winds will be around 5 to 10. We stay clear and get cool again overnight, still below normal, down toward the low double digits, you know, 12, 14 degrees, somewhere in there. The northwest winds about 5. Sunny, breezy, and certainly more mild Tuesday, up into the 40s, low to mid-40s, with the southwest winds 5 to 15, they gust around 30. Wednesday, sunny skies, low and mid-40s again, the northwest winds only about 5. We do cool at lower 40s Thursday, Pam, but beyond that, talking about 40s and better all the way into next week, and I just don't see precipitation in that forecast, even with a little weak front that could drop through here about midweek. You know, that's not bad news. I mean, I thought about that. If we were getting rain on top of all this uh, mud, boy, we'd really have some concerns about our nutrient management out there. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. A big problem. And moisture, you know, a little additional moisture now wouldn't be bad as we head towards spring, but uh, I think we can look at this as kind of a break. Well, and, you know, I don't want people starting to get up in arms about, you know, oh, it's going to be a drought. We're already going to be behind. We are probably behind overall as far as snow totals have been this winter, don't you think? We've been low on snow, absolutely, but we're in pretty good shape moisture-wise in the soil, at least last year. So we're we're not at anything drastic right now, but... Well, you know, we'll get some spring rains. You can count on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a great day.
Stumach is our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. Like we mentioned, uh, Midwest uh, Farm Report is teaming up with the National Weather Service to try to encourage you to become an official rainfall reporter. Now, it's not enough just to email me or call me. We want you to get connected with National Weather Service. We've got details at MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, or as you heard Taylor pointing out, go to the Coco Raws website for the National Weather Service. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. If you've been injured in a bad crash, You might think the facts are so clear that you don't need an attorney. Big mistake. Insurance companies have many arguments to reduce settlements, no matter how clear the claim may seem. I'm John Rihala. At Clifford & Rihala, we have the experience you need to take on those arguments and win. Recent example. A young woman was driving when an oncoming car crossed the center line and crashed into her head-on. She was severely injured and paralyzed, and needed experienced lawyers. Though her case seemed clear, the insurance companies still came up with lots of reasons why they didn't want to pay. We fought for her and made sure she and her family received the full compensation they deserved. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. How is it that we can have smoker's lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Educated Mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. Often the road to home ownership can be uncertain, but by choosing the right mortgage company, you'll quickly get on the right path. I will make sure you have the best mortgage loan, the best interest rate, and lowest closing costs. You'll get the knowledge you need to feel comfortable about your buying decision. Educated Mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan. The Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. 
There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Are you one of the 100 million Americans that suffer from chronic pain? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. I want you to know about a natural alternative called Cura Relief. Inflammation is the root of your pain. Nutrients in Cura Relief like Bospir and BCM Curcumin are two of the most therapeutic anti-inflammatories on the globe. 9 out of 10 people feel a difference in less than 45 minutes. No matter what kind of pain you have, back pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis... I am on a mission to educate the community on natural alternatives that work. For less than $2 per day, you can stop the pain and the drugs naturally with Cura Relief. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Corey Lindsley, he's going to be garnering a lot of money. If you remember in 2017, if you remember in 2017, interesting. If you remember in 2017, there is this big deal that Lindsley signed, a three-year, $25.5 million contract extension near the end of 2017 season and figures to get a hefty raise when he presumably hits the open market next, next month. So Corey Lindsley is going to get big money. My question is, boys, well, that's not a question anymore. Here, how about this? I'm going to play comments from Corey Lindsley. He's on uh, Satellite, Sirius XM NFL, and he said this to say about free agency. Give it a listen. Yeah, it definitely feels a little bit different. Um, yeah, we're not closing the door for anything. Obviously, we'd never do that um, for any team, especially the Packers. But, yeah, it definitely feels, uh, feels weird. Uh, looks like all signs are pointing towards having him, you know, snapping the ball somewhere else next year. But – um, you know, it really doesn't change. I mean, I'm, I'm putting in the work right now, lifting and training and, um, from that standpoint, but a little more anxiety, a little more, uh, uncertainty, I guess, you know, just wanting to get this all over and finding a new home. Talk about your time up to this point with, with the Packers, because as you move forward, and even if you join another team, you, you will still have memories with this team. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. I mean, the guys that I came in there with and, the, the leadership that they had there, I mean, it's, it's and continue to have there to this day, it has always been phenomenal. Um, you know, it's been a wild ride, and, um, you know, we've gotten close four years, and it, it that, that'll always be something that's a little disappointing. But, honestly, the guys that, um, that, that I've got to spend time there with, you know, Dave and um, – Aaron, obviously, and Josh Sitton and TJ Lang and Brian Belaga, amongst you know the countless number of guys that I've respected and either look up, looked up to, or you know gained uh, a wealth of knowledge and, and stuff that I've tried to implement into my game from 
it, it, it's it's been a great time, and and I'll always have those memories and cherish them. And um, you know, I wish them it, again. If it doesn't work out, I, I wish them the best of luck. I want nothing but the best of them because those guys up there deserve it, man. They they put in the work. They they care about winning. They care about um, you know their performance and and the team and everything. So it's can't say enough about them. He's gone. Yeah, that sounds like a he's guy, gone. That sounds like a guy that knows he's gone, but he wants to be in Green Bay. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. So there you go. All right. So you yeah. could just tell. You could just tell in his voice. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound hopeful. Like if you knew that there might be a shot that Green Bay was going to sign you, you'd be like, "We're not closing the door on Green Bay." Yeah. You know, we're in talks with other teams. You know, Green Bay does have an offer, you know, whatever, something like that. Sound more confident. He was kind of like, well, we're not really closing the door. Um, you know, I love those guys up there. Yeah, he's, they, it, it sounds like a guy everything. that is just like reminiscing. He's like, well, my time, well you were saying, Roddy, like, yeah, my time here was great. I'm going to miss the guys. But yeah, just just right away. The first yeah, thing he said. feels a little bit different. Um, yeah, we're not closing the door for anything. Obviously, we'd never do that um, for any team, especially the Packers. But yeah, it definitely feels... Uh, feels weird uh looks like all signs are pointing towards having him you know snapping the ball somewhere else next all signs point to snapping the ball somewhere else this year and he doesn't sound like he wants to be snapping the ball somewhere else because he goes yeah all signs kind of point towards snapping the ball somewhere else yeah it's not like well if the packers don't match this offer you know I can't wait to go snap the ball somewhere else you know what i mean he just doesn't sound like he's happy that he's leaving he's a, a green bay packer his whole career Signed a big a contract in 2017. He's going to, what, turn 30 before the start of the 2021 season. If you are in the Packers organization and the Packers, your whole career, and the Packers are going to bring you back and you knew they were going to bring you back or your agent knew they were going to bring you back, why would you be on SiriusXM saying you're going to be snapping the ball somewhere else? Yeah, and He's also, done. He's gone. Yeah. Also, for that same point, if he was going to take a team-friendly deal, he's pro- it's probably he knows that they're only going to offer him something that's so low, he literally can't take it. Yeah, like right. like his agent and the players association probably won't allow him to take that team friendly deal because he's going to command a lot of money in the open market. All right, I think we're I think we had some technical difficulties. My engineer just texted me. I think we are back on. So uh, if you uh, heard that some dead air there, apologies. Not sure what happened. Gremlins in the system rearing their ugly head. Somebody fed into Magui after midnight. They did. So there you go. Let's go Come to the, on. We were talking about Corey Lindsley and how he's commenting there on uh, his uh, free agency. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sunshine on the way today, but not quite as warm as we enjoyed over the weekend. 28 are expected high today. Sunshine tomorrow and 44. Sunshine on Wednesday and 45 degrees. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So it's the first day of March. A lot of notable things in history happened on this date. Deke Slayton, former astronaut that was born in Sparta, Wisconsin. He was born on this day back in 1924, graduated from Sparta High School, went on to the University of Minnesota, ultimately ended up uh, being involved in air flight, space flight, back in 1975. On this day in 1985, Herb Cole bought the Bucks. Yep, he's a businessman, state senator, purchased the Milwaukee Bucks for $18 million. By 1999, they said the team was worth an estimated $100 million. 
Uh, Senator Cole purchased the books on this day in 1985. On this day in 1998, the movie Titanic became the first film to gross a billion dollars. And aren't we still living with that soundtrack in many areas? On this day in 1932, aviator Charles Lindbergh's son was kidnapped. Those are just a couple of the items that stick out on this date. And now you know. Well, I want you to know that we are going to be hosting a special event with our friends from Pioneer on Tuesday, March 16th, starting at 10 a.m. It's the virtual Pioneer Agronomy Hour. Let's face it. With the way commodity prices are looking right now and into the future, you're going to want to make sure you're capitalizing on every bushel of corn or soybeans you've got out there. Well, the Virtual Pioneer Agronomy Hour is going to help you discuss the technology that you need to employ in your farm fields to defend against pests. Joining me today is my friend Bob Berkvik. He is uh, focused in on some of the disease management strategies that you need to take a look at. Bob, let's talk a little bit about the weed management issue and what a big deal that became last year. Absolutely, Pam. You know, as we look back from the past 10 to 20 years, weed control has been actually pretty easy in our corn and soybean fields with the herbicide technology that's commonplace in, in those crops. But moving forward, you know, Issues with weed resistance and weed management is a a huge deal, and and these issues aren't going to go away. So utilizing those newest herbicide technologies is one way that we can get some successful weed control out there. And uh, having having that plan going into the season, knowing what weed resistance we might have on our farm, is the first step towards developing that plan. Boy, and crop rotation, especially with water hemp, never more important to consider in 2021, right? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that growers are constantly talking about is weed control in soybeans, and and that's for good reasons. But one of the things that's often forgotten about is that we can really help ourselves out by making sure we keep our cornfields absolutely clean as a whistle, too, because we've got a few more options for broadleaf weed control in those cornfields that we don't have in our soybean fields. You know, I talk about technology, technology in a bag. Really, aside from uh, being very proactive with scouting and, like you said, Bob, using the proper chemistry to attack water hemp, there is no technology really in the bag to protect us. Absolutely. So especially in soybeans, some of the newer traits out there in the Enlist platform give us those new options for post-herbicide applications. Certainly with the Enlist system, we're able to utilize that tank mix of the 2,4-D Enlist uh, Enlist 1 or Enlist Duo herbicides, as well as tank mixing that Liberty in there as well for an absolute hammer for water hemp control on those soybean acres. Yeah, you really got to be diligent. That That is a persistent problem, regardless of uh, what's out there. So what is my game plan? What should my strategy be with some of the other weeds that have gotten to be a little bit more conversational, Bob? It's going to be a similar strategy. You know, first off, you need to know what you have. But then secondly, we need to be utilizing a lot more residuals in our in our herbicide plans. That could be pre-emergence residual applications, as well as including residuals in those post-emergence applications, as well as making sure those post-emerge uh, chemicals, such as uh, the Enlist or even glyphosate, are applied on a, an effective basis, meaning we're making those applications to weeds that are small versus weeds that are large, using the right adjuvants, using the right of, right amount of uh, water per acre, things like that. 
You know, we were talking about rotation. If you're talking corn beans, uh, obviously that's a critical tool. But we also have to be mindful and keep a little bit of a record if for some reason we're going to rotate to something else. Alfalfa cover crops, you can get jammed up pretty quick there, Bob, if you don't know what you applied on those fields and you go back in with something else. Very, very true. You know, some of these herbicides that have a lot of residual in the soil, if you go to wheat, if you go to cover crop, go to alfalfa. You got to make sure you understand what you've applied to those fields recently to make sure that you're going to get those crops off to a good start and they're not hampered by those previous herbicide applications. So it's going to get busy real fast. The days get long when spring planting happens and my mind get, might get a little foggy. Are you guys always kind of there to help when it comes to keeping track and helping to manage uh, the you know technology that I'm putting out on those fields? Absolutely. One of the good ways to do that is with uh, just keeping track of, of what products are planted across the farm in different fields. So utilizing that as-planted data from your monitor, if you have that technology, is a great way to keep those records, as well as um, keeping scouting notes all in one place as well. We've got digital tools, apps, software, things like that to keep all those records in one place so that they're easy to find and easy to manage the next time you need to take a look at that information. Information is key, that's for sure. Bob Berkovic, along with us from Southeast Wisconsin, your friends from Pioneer, reminding you to think about the technology you'll employ in 2021. Defend your yield from pests in 2021. We'll be having all kinds of conversations around that technology coming up for our Pioneer Agronomy Hour, Tuesday, March 16th, starting at 10 a.m. Join us for this live webinar. You can get details on our Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe. You can also get them through our e-newsletter. Just sign up at MidwestFarmReport.com. Again, the virtual Pioneer Agronomy Hour coming up Tuesday, March 16th, beginning at 10 a.m. and absolutely free. This year, you can attend Commodity Classic without leaving your farm because it's being delivered digitally and direct to your farm March 2nd through 5th. Outstanding education, top-notch speakers, and the latest innovation and technology, all on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Register at CommodityClassic.com. And thanks to our agribusiness sponsors, the first 5,000 farmers who register will have their $20 registration fee covered. The 2021 Special Edition of Commodity Classic, March 2nd through 5th. Discover more at CommodityClassic.com. Wisconsin's milk price went down again in the month of January. USDA announced that Wisconsin dairy farmers were paid on average $17.50 a hundredweight for their January milk. That's about a dollar and a half per gallon at the farm gate. That's down 60 cents from the December milk price, a dollar 90 per hundredweight less than what they were paid for milk in January of 2020. 23 of the 24 major dairy-producing states saw lower milk prices. Only one was unchanged. Florida dairy producers witnessed the biggest drop in their milk price, losing $4 a hundredweight. In overnight electronic trade this morning, December corn is up a penny at 472. November beans are up 7 at 12.30. July wheat, 2 cents higher right now, 6.51 a bushel. Friday saw the barrel cheese in Chicago finish Two and three quarter cents lower at one forty two. Forty pound block cheese was down four and a quarter, one sixty one and three quarters. Double A butter dropped two and three quarter cents per pound at a dollar forty seven per pound. The March milk down two right now at sixteen twenty a hundredweight. April milk's down three at seventeen forty a hundredweight. 
Coming up next, we are going to focus in on this week's World Champion Cheese Contest. Now, it's not going to look like it did before. It's all virtual, but you still have a chance to learn about the contest and find out the inner secrets on judging of those cheeses. Stick around. We're talking about it next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Raising your own poultry can be great fun for the entire family. And now's the perfect time to get started or add a few more to your flock. Because Chick Days are going on now at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Right now, when rewards members purchase a 50-pound bag of Agrimaster Starter Grower Poultry Feed or a 40-pound bag of NatureWise Chick Starter, they get a free 4-ounce bag of Merrick's Poultry Electrolyte. Stock up on Guardian Premium Pine Shavings Bedding. Ideal for all kinds of critters. On sale, $4.99. Rewards members pay $4.75. And for new chick owners, check out a Farm Innovators Baby Chick Starter Home. Includes feeder, waterer, and lamp, just $19.99. For those of you with more established chickens, pick up Happy Hen Treats 15-count nesting pads. On sale, $12.99. And give your feathered friends a comfy place to stay. Assorted chicken coops, now 10% off. Plus, mark your calendars. Spring chicks will be in our stores starting February 26th. Go to farmandfleet.com for all the details. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Save now during Johnson Tractor's Land to Lawn sales event. Now through March 31st, save on select Case IH genuine parts. 45% off select sweeps. 20% off filters. 10% off all OEM lubricants. 15% off most other parts. View the entire Land to Lawn savings catalog at johnsontractor.com and stop in to save on genuine Case IH parts and more. Who better to taste test your dirt than a worm? (laughs) Tastes like grit. Say what? Grit. I said grit. At Kalani Topsoil, you'll always find the perfect blend. Our soils are mixed specifically for your lawn, garden, or landscape application. You'll love it without having to taste it yourself. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Don't forget our man John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of West Bend, is going to be joining us tomorrow morning to give you the latest news influencing our commodities. So circle back and join us again tomorrow morning. As we wrap off this first day of March, let's focus in on a special event happening tomorrow. Uh, World Cheese Championship is not going to happen as we normally would see it anyhow. Wheels of cheese coming in from around the globe where judges from around the world come together and evaluate them. They're still going to have some World Cheese Championship activities, though. That's according to Kirsten Strominger. She is the contest events manager for the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, the host group for the World Cheese Championship. And she said they've uh, converted all of that face-to-face activity into basically two days worth of virtual education. I asked her when they started focusing in on this virtual platform and keeping the tradition going. Sure. So we... We made the decision uh, towards the end of 2020 that a physical in-person contest may not be the best idea for us for 2021. So we've postponed uh, a contest until March of 2022, but that left 
you know, this year opened where we wouldn't have a contest. And we definitely miss the camaraderie and the fun and liveliness of what the contest brings for the industry um, and, you know, all of our WCMA members and entrants. So decided to put together some online programming that showcases some of the elements of the contest and you know, gives us a little bit of a taste of our yearly events and those familiar faces that we love seeing every year. How was the response from the folks that you reached out to? I mean, we've all been living in that virtual world. Were they a little surprised that uh, Wisconsin cheesemakers still wanted to spearhead something like this? Oh, it's so excited. You know, the, the news was not taken lightly that we, we decided to postpone a contest from this year. So people wanted to help in any way they could. They, the responses I got were, let me help in any way possible. I want to try to make something happen. We want to be a part of this however we can, however we can do this. Yeah. And which is, is wonderful and heartwarming to know that, you know, we have such a great community, but then also that our event is so loved and appreciated um, that people are willing to, to make it happen. Yeah, they, and I've I've witnessed that. When you're there, people take vacation so they can be a part of this event. Now let's talk about what you finally gathered together, what elements people can still look forward to with regards to the World Champion Cheese Contest. Sure. So we will have two days of programming, um, March 2nd and 3rd at 3 p.m. Central Time. Um, so day one, we, our Executive Director, John Umhafer, meets with our current contest chief judge and our two previous chief judges, has a conversation about, you know, contest past and history and kind of our contest foundations and where, we, where we've come from. And then also looks, looks ahead towards hearing on that legacy and reminding people that we are here, even though there is not a physical contest this year, but we still are making sure that everything in the future will go on just as well. And then we uh, then we'll meet with judges. So we have four different judge pairs uh, and at our contest judges evaluate products in pairs. Um, and so we meet with them as they evaluate a cheese together over Zoom. And they walk through the process of evaluating a product and you know teaching actually uh, how they would judge that cheese in a contest. So it, it's a little bit more interactive um, in sharing what our judges do and why they're the experts. Yeah. What Do you know what variety cheeses those judges are going to be evaluating yet, Kirsten? Yeah, so we have, each team has a different product. Um, one of our judging pairs is judging cheese curds, which of course is a fun one to judge and eat. We have another pair judging cheddar, you know, our natural cheese, our contest origin, actually. Our contest started out as the World Natural Cheddar Contest. Um, and you'll learn all those things next week. But we also have a smear-ripened soft cheese. So it's kind of like a Limburger, but it's actually, you would look at it, and it kind of looks like a brie. But they'll talk about the differences that and why it is still a smear-ripened cheese, but it might look like a brie. And then our other team, our last product, uh, is Manchego. And we have um, two judges that are walking you through this sheet cheese and why it is such a special 
cheese. Interesting. I'm going to I'm going to be tuning in just to hear what they have to say. And it is funny to think about two judges in two different areas uh trying to work off the same cheese. That must that must be kind of a coordinating effort in and of itself to get them the same samples of cheese that they can work with, huh? It it was. It was uh, an interesting logistical uh experience and uh excited that we could pull it off. Um we have you know, people all over the country, one of our judges uh, who actually judged cheese curds, he's in Canada. So making sure that he got fresh cheese curds along with the other judge who's from Illinois and making sure they both were able to judge the same product at the same time. It was, it was a neat experience and a fun challenge. Did you get any judges outside of Canada and the United States to participate. Kirsten, Kirsten Strominger is along with us. She is the contest events manager for the Wisconsin Cheesemakers. We're talking about the World Cheese Championship and how they are trying to keep some of the elements in play in a virtual world. Do we have international judges outside of the United States and Canada? Yes. So um, both. So the judges that are uh, evaluating Manchego, both currently live in Wisconsin, but um, one is from France and the other is originally from Portugal. So we, they have their wealth of knowledge uh, that they've brought to Wisconsin. Well, that's fine. Just so we're keeping, that, keeping that international flair in place. Now, how can people follow along with the activity? Uh, can they participate? Give us a little sense on what uh, viewers can take from the virtual World Cheese Championship. Sure. So we will live stream um, both from our our website, worldchampioncheese.org, and then also our Facebook page, World Champion Cheese Contest. And um, on Facebook, people will be able to comment live and interact with each other online. Um, but then also after, after it live streams and airs, it will be available, again, on the website and Facebook uh, on demand. Excellent. That's Kirsten Strominger. She's the contest events manager for the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, your host for the World Champion Cheese Contest, all online this year, starting tomorrow with a look at the history of the show, introducing you to some of the judges and how they do their job. And then on Wednesday, you get a chance to meet 10 of the world's premier cheesemakers as the Wisconsin Cheesemakers unveil the lineup for their championship cheese auction that is now set for Wednesday, April 7th, again during their Cheese Expo Global, all online. Follow the activity online, World Champion Cheese. Dot org worldchampioncheese.org or the World Champion Cheese Facebook page as well. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to Midwest Farm 